What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we just had a couple housekeeping announcements to make. Uh, first, we're back on Twitch. Uh, we kind of took a two-month break because of The Mandalorian taking over our lives. Uh, but I wanted to say we're back on Twitch. Uh, we're doing some non-Star Wars stuff over there. I'm building the Lego NES set right now on Mondays. And uh, as WandaVision continues to come out, we're going to do kind of like an after show like we did for The Mandalorian, but a little more casual because I don't know nearly as much about Marvel, but we still wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be, we're still working on a title, but for right now, it's going to be explain it to us. Yeah, that's the basic gist is to have other people who know stuff <laughs> tell us about it. So uh, we, we had our first episode yesterday, if you want to check that out. Also, we finally got a P.O. box. Uh, we've been having people ask if they could send us custom Lego sets or uh, any other thing for our Lego streams. So uh, we, we finally set up a P.O. box so people can do that. And uh, that's down in the description of this video and any future video. For our first question, Cameron Story asks us what we think about the newly announced open-world Star Wars game, and Brandon Madigan asks what we think about Lucasfilm games and the future of Star Wars gaming. I think it's great. I did a video about this uh, this past Wednesday, just kind of like a quick reaction to everything, but uh, as happy as I have been with especially the past two Star Wars games that have come out, uh, Squadrons and Fallen Order, I felt like those were tailor-made for me, but, you know, not everyone's into pilots and not everyone is into a, a third-person action-adventure game. I know a ton of people have wanted an open-world game, and so now that's happening. So I'm thrilled for all those people. Yes, I'm not really much of a gamer at all, but I'm excited to see what they come up with. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I, I said that I'm not huge into open-world games. Like, I've tried... All of them, I feel like I've played GTA 5. I tried Red Dead Redemption 2. I played the Fallouts and Skyrim, and like, I don't know, it, it just doesn't suck me in. I think uh, Breath of the Wild is the only open world game I've ever finished, and I don't even know if I'd consider that like fully open world. Did you play any of the Assassin's Creed games? I played the first one for a bit, and like, I've heard that I need to give them a shot in the future because yeah. I, I believe. Uh, now I can't remember the name of this, the actual studio that's doing the open world game. Massive Entertainment, I think. And yeah. I think they've done the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. So that should be a good, like, judge. I mean, the games that people are comparing this or com comparing what this could be are, like, massively popular. So just because we say we don't play games like that, it doesn't mean it's not going to be good. And I think The Division, that's one that I've heard a lot, uh, a title I've heard thrown around. I, I've never played The Division. I don't really know what it's about. I know it's like a looter shooter. Um, I, I was asking some of our more gamer friends, like, what's The Division like? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, this isn't my first choice for a Star Wars game, but I know I'm going to love it. I know it's Star Wars. If anything can pull me into an open world game, Star Wars can. But I'm mostly just like, I, I'm glad that the exclusivity is over because it, Star Wars games have been kind of few and far between these past few years compared to back in like 2005 when it's like, we got five games a year, it felt like. Yeah. And no, not, not all of them were like, they weren't all bangers. But like, <laughs> I, was <gonna> say. <laughs> I, I, I could feel you saying that. <laughs> they weren't all bangers. Is it a banger? But 
you had that variety. You had the option where it's like, well, I didn't really like that game, but in two months, I'm really excited about this one. So the more that's on the Star Wars table, the better I feel. And I think that's true for a lot of fans where it's like, ah, Squadrons isn't really my thing, but I'm really excited about this open world stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've worked with EA a lot. Obviously, they've had their ups and downs with Star Wars gaming, um, but... It's exciting to know that just like other companies, other people can get their hands into Star Wars gaming and create something possibly just completely different from what we've ever seen before. Yeah. Just means more variety, more voices, more ideas, and that's never a bad thing. But I'm also glad EA is still involved because I desperately want to fall in order too. Yeah. Alexander Keen and Oso oh Unnamed both want to know what we think of the announced Indiana Jones game from Bethesda and Lucasfilm Games. Uh, yeah, so I have learned a little bit more about the game since uh, I recorded my initial reaction, and I I'm even more excited about it. Obviously, new Indiana Jones content I'm super psyched for. <laughs> You're going to get us a copyright strike. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and... So I was a little concerned because I know Bethesda mostly for Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And like I said, I just don't get into those games so much. But Bethesda is not the team at making this game. It's uh, Machine Games, who I'm not really familiar with their work either. But that already makes me feel a little bit like, okay, cool. This will probably be more of a, an adventure style, which makes sense. I saw some people in the comments about your initial reaction saying like why do we need an indiana jones game when we have uncharted <laughs> that was i was like that's kind of a good point it's a very good point but i, I love uncharted i i'll play this game uh just to because you got to be using a whip of course so i feel like using a whip for stuff in a game is that how you use it yeah, you've yes. had training <laughs> <laughs> I'm Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, I'm I'm very excited about it. Uh, I do hope it's like Uncharted in a way. I mean, I love the Uncharted games, and yes, they are basically Indiana Jones. It's like playing a really great movie. I love the action. Is there like a lot of puzzles in Uncharted, like there is in Fallen Order? Because I feel like Indiana Jones should have puzzly type. I agree. Stuff. And, and uh, yeah, Uncharted has a lot of that kind of like template. I think the further you go on into the franchise, I'm actually replaying through them. And Uncharted 1, I felt like was too much shooting, not enough puzzles. Uh, Uncharted 2 has a better balance. But yeah, like I always love that stuff. Um, I, I used to enjoy the old Indiana Jones games. I, I remember Indiana Jones in the Infernal Machine and there's like a bonus level where you go back to the Peruvian temple from Raiders of the Lost Ark and you get to do all that and it was super cool. So <laughs> It sounds I, like it. I'm really excited to get an indie game. And we'll be streaming that on our Twitch channel. Yes, we will. Well, he will be. Whenever it comes out. <laughs> I, might, I might play it. I might not. Buck Earl asks, what we think of the rumors that Robert Downey Jr. will be playing Thrawn? Um, so I d I've been hearing this a lot, so I tried to you know backtrack where's the source, and it's from some person's Patreon which I've heard the name before. I think it's Daniel Rickman. I don't know anything about him or his track record for leaks, uh, but this sounds like too much. No. 
It's I will say I saw some fan photoshops of like Robert Downey Jr.'s face on the on the white uniform, blue skin. I was like, that doesn't look bad. I I, I can kind of get behind how it looks. But I just don't see Robert Downey Jr. as Thrawn. Yeah, that... I, nah, I don't either. I mean, he, he could obviously do it, but I just don't think this rumor is true I, I at don't all. Either. I don't either. Like, there's... He's a wonderful actor. I love him in Iron Man. I oh, love yeah. him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, just, and he is good friends with John Favreau, but yeah. it I, just seems. I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, I I don't know actor names very well, hence why I'm not in the singles division of the Schmodown. <laughs> um, but people have pointed out several other actors that like would be spot on, like lookalikes for Thrawn and you know done the blue skin photoshop and everything I just like Robert Downey Jr. is such a big name Uh, yeah that's just another part of it where I like my Star Wars where it's not pulling in all the big stars like I kind of like having lesser known actors where even to the point where I was like Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie huh like that took a little getting used to thought he did a great job yeah loved it Uh, but it's always a little bit odd to me to see someone where I'm like, oh, that's Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars movie. So Robert Downey Jr., I feel like would take getting used to. I, I'm still on board with Lars Mikkelsen. He did the voice already. Keep the voice consistent. I think he's got a good look for it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not putting too much stock into this rumor. Cosmic Outpost wants to know if we think any of the High Republic characters could appear in The Acolyte. I'm guessing no, only because they said that the Acolyte is going to be at the tail end of the High Republic era. Uh, so, I mean, Yarl Poof could obviously be in the Acolyte. Uh, Yoda, Oppo Rensisis, some of the, the the people we know were alive already. Like, yeah, sure. But a lot of the Put human Oppo characters... Put Oppo in a live action tv show you cowards <laughs> i'm more of a get, give yarl poof his day <laughs> R- robot chicken uh just made him a laughing stock i still think those skits are very funny but yeah give him something serious to do <laughs> i don't think the acolyte is going to specifically tie into the high republic publishing stories i think that it just happens to take place at the tail end of this era um other than that, I'm not expecting all of these Jedi to reappear. Also, it could be like 150 years after the books are taking place. Mm-hmm. So I think many of the human characters won't be around anymore. Yeah, I mean, the only possible character that I would want to see in this, and even then not very much, would be Yoda. Because he knows about the Sith, and you know we don't really know how he knows or why i guess i'm not just based off nothing but the title i'm still kind of getting this feel that it's going to be more focused on the sith and the dark side instead of the jedi so jedi might be in it but i don't think they're going to be the main characters again that's based off nothing but just a gut intuition yeah i'm very excited for this show i don't need to see any characters that are already established and anything else they could all be new and i'm still i'm still down eric guess asks if light of the jedi could become a disney plus series 
That's no, I don't think it will. Like I feel, I feel almost bad saying that because reading it, I'm like, this would make a killer movie or series or whatever. But I am also glad that the books are getting to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the way that Light of the Jedi has set everything up for what will happen after the events of the novel. Um, I did say that, like, if they were to make basically Clone Wars, but set during the events of the High Republic, that would be amazing, and I would devour that. Uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out any High Republic era series for Disney Plus, but I don't think they're going to adapt the books. When I say like a Clone Wars style show, I think it would just be cool because the Jedi of this time period are so cool. I think this would make for like a perfect animated series, something similar to Clone Wars. Yeah, something where they can exaggerate powers a little bit. And yeah, I I agree. It would be a lot of fun to watch that stuff. That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing commentaries for the Clone Wars again for now, until the Bad Batch comes out, but we're back to the Clone Wars and this week's episode is A Friend in Need, so that's available right now if you're interested. On to YouTube questions. Indiana Skywalker asks if we'll ever find out what happened to Cody after Revenge of the Sith. I think we will, and I think we will in the Bad Batch. Yes, there's been rumors that Cody, Commander Cody, will be in the Bad Batch. Or no. I'm thinking of Kenobi. Either way. There have been rumors for the Bad Batch as well. Okay, well. Cody's going to be in everything. Yeah, I, I definitely think we will see commander cody again eventually d bradley baker and tamira morrison are just going to take over all of star wars it'll every character is a clone now <laughs> it'll be the clones and ahsoka all over again they're just in everything <laughs> uh-huh carbonite hunter wants to know why rogue squadron doesn't have the star wars story subtitle you know i hadn't noticed that until they pointed it out um that's a good question i guess they're abandoning that yeah i mean I think it's fine that they don't put that on every single Star Wars movie. Maybe it's like a Patty Jenkins decision. Maybe they're going to add it when... They could always add it. Yeah, when like an official poster, trailer, teaser, whatever is announced. Maybe they're trying to separate it a little bit from Rogue One because it's not going to be like a direct sequel to Rogue One or anything, but it has a very similar name. So maybe they're trying to do a little separation or maybe they're just like, we have enough faith that we can just call this Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And enough people will know what that means. Right. And, you know, for the very casual people that will occasionally watch Star Wars movies, maybe they saw Solo or Rogue One and didn't like it. And just seeing that a Star Wars story title on there would make them go, no thanks, <laughs> I know what that's going to be like, and maybe they just want to get away from that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're not treating it like an anthology. Like, maybe this is something where they're testing the waters and it could lead to 
a Rogue Squadron 2. Maybe it could be a franchise, so maybe they don't want to have it be like, Rogue Squadron, a Star Wars story, 2, colon, the adventure (laughs) continues. Like, (laughs) just... That is a mouthful of like having a Star Wars story mm. plastered on everything. But I, was, I mean, I was going to say that The Mandalorian is one of the biggest shows uh, and, and it's called The Mandalorian, which to yeah. me is a very nerdy thing to know. So I think that they just are kind of realizing that, oh, maybe we don't have to have the name Star Wars plastered on something for people to get that it's Star Wars related. Yeah, and I also feel like since Disney Plus started, all of those kind of shows that were announced didn't they didn't have the Star Wars story attached to them. A lot of them are just like one word titles. Yeah. So Lando, the Acolyte, Rangers of the New Republic. Like that's a very nerdy <laughs> title. So yeah, I, I feel like maybe maybe this is a Disney Plus collective decision to like okay from now on we don't necessarily have to put a star wars story i yeah i guess i'm sit thinking that like i feel like this shows faith in the audience that they were like we're trusting you to know what this is i mean it's got an x-wing in there like yeah. everyone knows what that looks like and if you end up seeing it not expecting star wars then good for you <laughs> hope you liked it <laughs> Sky Earl asks why Obi-Wan never took another Padawan during the Clone Wars. I would just assume he was too busy. I mean, he had enough on his plate. Did he ever really stop teaching Anakin? Let's be no. honest. He was he constantly just cleaning up after other people's messes. And, and he still taught Ahsoka as well. Like, to the point where Ahsoka in her uh, book basically referred to Anakin and Obi-Wan as, like, her bickering parents. Like, I I do feel like he had a hand in Ahsoka's training, even if she officially was not his Padawan. Yeah. But there's a war going on. There's a lot happening. Uh, I I think that he just had enough on his plate already. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, out fighting on the field. I feel like maybe... Once that war started, uh, the Padawans that were getting assigned to Jedi were maybe being assigned to the ones that weren't so involved in all the fighting. I don't know. I don't know. Theo Marvin wants to know if Tar Vizsla could show up in the High Republic. I really doubt it. The Darksaber, maybe. But uh, I think that the High Republic happened well after the era of Tar Vizsla. From what we know, they've never given Tar Vizsla like a specific date, but it sounds like he was way before the High Republic. Yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't even know if I want to see the Darksaber. In the I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. Um, and I think it's back in the hands of the Mandalorians by now. Uh, again, they've not really nailed these dates down, but it sounds like the Mandalorians got a hold of the Darksaber uh, about 800 years before the High Republic. So they they probably have it and they're off doing their own thing. So maybe the Mandalorians are going to show back up in the High Republic era, but for now it sounds like they're not. Christopher Helton asks if Star Wars has anything similar to the Prime Directive from Star Trek. <laughs> so just in case any of the Star Wars nerds here don't know the Star Trek stuff. I didn't know. (laughs) So the Prime Directive, and I'm probably going to get stuff wrong about this too. The Prime Directive is basically like if the Vulcans come across a species that has yet to 
uh, develop warp drive technology. Uh, they're, they're still advancing, but they're still primitive. Then you don't interfere with their development. You just let them be. Um, does Star Wars have anything like that? I'm going to say no. I don't think it's been addressed in the new canon, but I seem to remember in uh, Legends, the great hyperspace war begins because the Republic is actively like going out and they show up to a planet and they're like, what's up? You want hyperdrives? <laughs> so yeah, that seems to go completely against the Prime Directive. I don't know. Like This makes me think of that Clone Wars episode with the Pantoran guy who wants to like take over that random planet. Uh-huh. And and Obi-Wan is like, no, no, just leave them be. Yeah, but I think that was more about like don't colonize their planet, it's theirs. I don't think it was about uh helping or hindering their technological advancement. It was more about like don't murder these <laughs> sentient beings, well, you jerk. Yeah, but they were very primitive. <laughs> they were. So, it that makes me think that like the Jedi uh, knew mm. about them and weren't trying to sell them all their high-tech stuff. But we see Atolls in the cantina uh, about 20 years later. So mm -hmm. someone came along and gave them ships. And I think we even know about Ewoks leaving. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the Empire definitely didn't have anything like that. They were like... Oh, we found a planet that is useful to us, and there are sentient beings living here. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like even the Republic did not care about that. <laughs> yeah. I, it sounds like a lot of stuff just happened on accident, maybe? I think if they came across some sentient beings that were primitive, they were like, hey, here you go. We'll help you out. Here's some new technology. Mm. I don't think they had any prime directives or anything like that. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion and get a guaranteed written response. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.